With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on the day of Liverpool versus Leeds in the Premier League. This is the rescheduled fixture that was meant to take place on Boxing Day, but was called off when Leeds invented some COVID cases to stop themselves getting a hiding. They'd been losing games by, you know, seven and four to the likes of Man City and Arsenal, and really didn't want to come to Anfield and get badly, badly beaten. So a few COVID cases were invented to get by because they had injury problems. And we get the game tonight instead. <clears throat> they still have injury problems. Tonight they will be without Liam Cooper, Calvin Phillips, most likely Robin Cock, Leo Held, Patrick Bamford, and Sam Greenwood. Phillips and Bamford are the big ones there. That's your best midfielder and your only real source of regular goals. What that means is that Leeds will have to go with one of Rodrigo, Dan James, or Joe Gelhard up front, none of whom are ideal in a situation like away to Liverpool. Rodrigo's not a number nine. He plays better off a striker. Dan James is a winger. And Joe, Gel- Joe Gelhard is a striker, but he's 18 years of age. And this would be a high-pressure environment for him to come into, given that he is a scouser. He may be well up for it, but it would be a bit unfair to throw him in from the start against the likes of Van Dijk. We know who Leeds Danger Man will be. It'll be Rafinha. He's by far the best player they have available, and along with Phillips, by far the best player at the club. He's one that most of us would want at Liverpool if given the opportunity. He's one that fits at Liverpool. He can play either wing as a 10 or, in our setup, a right-sided 8. You see how Harvey Elliott has played that role this season. Rafinha would fit that position like a glove. He would also then become a backup to Salah if Salah was out for any period of time. And we have midfield options to come in there. And I know people would say, oh, but it'll block Harvey Elliott's path. Rafinha is a much better player than Harvey Elliott is at this point. And you should always want the better player in your team. And given Rafinha is 25 years of age and Harvey's 18, 19, it's not really an issue. Harvey can be developed behind Rafinha over a couple of years loaned out if need be, he will want to play for this club always because he's a boyhood Liverpool fan. So we can take our time with Harvey. It doesn't have to be a rush job. 
on him. And if Rafinha could give us three, four great years, that could lead to major silverware. But for tonight, he'll be the one to watch. He'll most likely line up on the right wing for Leeds. Leeds come into this game not in particularly good form. They haven't been in particularly good form all season, which is why they find themselves in 15th position. They have won five games all season, drawn eight and lost 11, scored 29, conceded 50, which is the second worst in the division after Norwich. And in their last five games, they have lost three, won one and drawn one. They've lost their last two games in a row. And they don't exactly strike fear into you when you look at who's available and what the options are. They're still quality players. There's no doubt that there's players in that team who are worth respect. Melier is a, a talented goalkeeper, though he is error-prone because he's so young. Personally, I do like Rodrigo. I, I think he's a, a pretty good player. I like Diego Loriente, but he hasn't had a good season for them. I do like Struyck, and I think he's someone that we could look at in the future. A versatile defensive player who can play holding midfield as well as centre-back. And he can play fullback if needed as well. Um, he might be someone to keep an eye on for the longer term. I quite like Jack Harrison. And he's had a decent season despite the calamity around him. He's got four goals in the Premier League. Their top scorer this season is Rafinha with nine. And that is in part because Bamford has missed so much of the season. Patrick Bamford has only played six league games for them. So if you're wondering why Leeds find themselves in the position they're in, a big part of it is not having had Bamford for most of the year. Melier has been ever-present. Dallas has been ever-present. Rafinha has played 22 games. Tyler Roberts, 21. Most of them off the bench. Harrison and James, Matthias Glish. I mean, a decent player, nothing special. It's when you start to get below these kind of players. Now, Dallas himself is, is more a championship player than a Premier League player. But when you start to get down to Luke Ayling, Adam Forshaw, Liam Cooper, Shackleton, like these are lads that really would struggle to start or get a game at any other Premier League club. There's talent in the Leeds squad. The issue is there's not really a complete 11 of Premier League players. Melier, Laurente, Koch, Ostruyek and Firpo, all absolutely Premier League calibre, but no right back. Luke Ayling's a championship caliber player. In midfield, Phillips. You could go Rod, uh, Rafinha, Rodrigo, Harrison and James behind Bamford. And I think that's very, very good. If they could get them all on the pitch together, that could be something really interesting. But that 11 would still include Luke Ayling because there's no other right back at the club who is a senior player. Cody Drama's played a few games there, but he's gone on loan to Cardiff, so he's not an option for them. Charlie Cresswell's played a few games at right-back. He's a solid player, but he's more a centre-back than a right-back. Um, and he's very, very young. So when you look at their best 11, there's one championship player that stands out and an inexperienced, error-prone keeper. And when you've got those kind of things in your team, you're going to have some problems. When you start to take out important players from that group, such as Phillips, Cock, and Streak might be better than him anyway, 
um, and Bamford, then you really are going to struggle in this division. It's a, it's a fairly ruthless league. It doesn't really hold much room for error, for sentiment or for weakness. And it's why we see teams like Leeds struggling the way they are. Brentford, the exact same thing. Newcastle, the same thing. There's good players at these clubs, just not enough of them. Watford, there's some really good attacking players, but when your centre-backs are Craig Cathcart and such, you're going to struggle. Burnley are the same. They've just about got a Premier League eleven, but the depth behind them, largely championship quality. And the same thing I would say of Norwich. So Leeds are sort of in the same boat as the rest of those clubs down there in multiple ways. And obviously, they're desperate for points now because of how the league is starting to shape up. They're five points ahead of Watford. But that can disappear fairly quickly if you have a continued bad run. And they, they have been on a poor run of form. There's just no way around that. You look at their season. They started out, they didn't win any of their first six games. Three wins, three draws. Then they beat Watford, lost to Southampton, drew at Wolves, beat Norwich, drew at Leicester, lost to Spurs, beat Bright. Oh, sorry, drew at Brighton, beat Crystal Palace, drew at Brentford. That three-game run is the only three-game unbeaten run they've had so far this season. Then they lost to Chelsea, lost to City, lost to Arsenal. Then they went into hiding. Then they beat Burnley. Then they beat West Ham. That's the only two times they've, the only two games they've won back to back this season. But then a loss at home to Newcastle, a draw away to Villa, which was a good result, especially considering they were 3 1 down. And then a hiding at Goodison Park. And Everton are awful. And Everton beat them 3 0. And then they lost to Manchester United at the weekend 4 2. This is a team that Liverpool should go and beat fairly comfortably. But in the Premier League, things happen. Weird things happen, like us losing away to Leicester earlier in the season when, in truth, we should have wiped the floor with them. And if Salah's penalty goes in, we probably do wipe the floor with them. But we can't afford to take any chances tonight. We have to get this victory. We're six points off the top. This is our game in hand. Win this. We're three points behind City with that trip to City to come. Win this by three goals or more. And we have a superior goal difference to Manchester City. And that will come in big at the end of the season if we've won that game at the Etihad. So it's win at all costs tonight. You would expect a strong team from Liverpool. The only players who will be missing are Diogo Jota and Bobby Firmino. We wait and see if they'll be ready for the weekend. Bobby seems unlikely. But Jota, it does seem like there's a chance. It does seem like there's a chance he'll make the final. But he's not going to be there tonight. So, what's Jurgen Klopp going to do? You'd expect that Alisson will start. Though I would like to see Kelleher start if he is going to be the one who starts the cup final. Trent will come back in. I think Kanate might start this game. But it would be no surprise if Joe Matip keeps his spot. But Kanate might be more deserving at the moment. Recent form. Virgil will start. Robbo, you'd expect, will start. Midfield will be interesting. I expect Fabinho to come back in. I expect Thiago to start. But that third spot is interesting. Jordan Henderson doesn't warrant that spot as an eight in the team because his recent performances where he's had the good sub-appearance at Inter and the good last 30 against Norwich, they're both at the number six position. That doesn't just translate to him playing well as an eight. 
So could it be Naby Keita? Could it be Harvey Elliott comes back in? Could it be Ox gets another opportunity? Could Curtis Jones get a chance tonight? It, that'll be interesting to see who he plays in that role. And then up front, he went with Salah, Mane and Diaz. And I expect that that's the front three that start the final. So maybe he plays them to try and build some more rhythm bet- between them. But this also could just be a game where Divock Origi starts. Or maybe Taki Minamino starts in that number nine position with Mane going back left. Or maybe Mane starts right and Salah starts off the bench. If one is to drop out, I would expect it to be Luis Diaz, despite his goal and good performance against Norwich. I think he's the one they'll be a bit more careful with. That you would like to see him continue to build his confidence ahead of the final because it feels like he'll be an important player in that final against Chelsea. But it's a big game tonight. It's an important game. It's a game we can't afford any sort of slip-up in. And hopefully, there is no slip-up. Hopefully, we go out, we get the business done, and we move on to Chelsea at the weekend. Uh, We'll move around the main Liverpool sites then. Lots of pre-match on this is Anfield. They've got two potential lineups here. This was put together by Jack Lusby. Uh, one of the teams is Allison, Trent, Joel, Virgil, Robbo, Harvey, Fab, Thiago, Salamani, Diaz. And the other one is Allison, Trent, Ibu, Virgil, Robbo, Henderson, Fabinho, Thiago, Salah, Origi, Mane. I'm sort of hoping it's the second one, but with Naby in that right side at eight roll personally. I'd like to see Divock start this one. I think he can just caused them some trouble. And it is that time of the year where Divock starts to wake up from his slumber and remember that the silverware to be won, there's legacies to be built here. And, uh, you know, other than that, other than that, Divock just doesn't really care. Just wants that legacy. Um, how lead sensation Rafinha could thrive at LFC and wide area lockdown versus the Reds. This is a really, really good piece by Henry Jackson, where he spoke to a Leeds fan, uh, Freddie Smith, and talked about Rafinha and Leeds in general, but good chat about Rafinha here. So do check that one out. It's good work by Henry. Uh, don't tell him I said it was good work, though. Uh, tell him I said Jordan Henderson is, is an unsuccessful um, player or, or anything, any sort of insult towards Jordan Henderson, you'll be fine. Um, that's that's where me and Henry like to have our little battles. Is on it. We agree on most things, just not not on Henderson. Um, Ibrahim Mikanate receives offer to switch national teams. So Mali have made an attempt to get Kanate. I I think France will pull out all the stops to keep him because it, despite the fact that they've got so many great options at centre back, and when you start to look. At the French, the French national team and their options in that position in particular, you do realize that it's not like other countries. Like the last squad, which was in November, Pavard is there. He's more a center back than a right back. Upa Meccano, he's not having a good season, but there's definitely talent there. Clement Langley, Jules Kunde, who's one of the best young center backs, well, best center backs in the world, full stop. Kurt Zuma, who we could all live without. Uh, Lucas Hernandez, who's exceptional. Previously in that squad, Kimbembe, Varane, 
and Nordy Mukiele. Now, he often plays fullback, but he is a centre-back by nature. You look then at the ones in the under-21 squad, and you see the, the level of talent here. Badishile, Saliba, Loic Bidet, excuse me, Loic Bidet, Wesley Fafana, Maxence Lacroix, Ibu, like, they're sort of 24, 25 and under group of centre-backs is incredible. There's also Simikin, the young French guy at uh, Leipzig. He's very, very talented as well. So when you start to really look at the options there, you could see that maybe Kanate would look at it and think there's an awful lot of competition. But, I mean, bar Jules Koundé, he's better than all the rest of them. And I think his ceiling is right there with Koundé. And if you're France, you've got to be thinking Koundé, Kanate and Fafana. They're the ones we want to keep regardless of everything else. They're the three really, really special talents here. And if it means that Jules Koundé has to spend his international career playing right back, then so be it. Because Kanate and Fafana would be spectacular in the middle. And Fafana is one we should probably be keeping an eye on as well with a view to the longer term. If Joe Gomez was to leave in the summer, a cheeky little bit for him might be worthwhile. He's already talked about, you know, his future and wanting to maybe go to a bigger club. So that's one to keep keep an eye on. Ten key things to know ahead of Liverpool versus Leeds. This is also by Henry. Uh, difficult second season for Leeds. Second, syndrome, second season syndrome is real. It just is. It happens to basically everyone who comes up. Uh, a bit about Bielsa. Is he going to leave this summer? There's obviously been a lot of talk around him. He signs one-year deals and doesn't really like to talk about his contracts until the end of the season. I'm hopeful he'll stay. The longer Marcelo Bielsa is in England, the better it is for everybody. What a, an absolute gem that man is. And, you know, when you look at his career, he's one who has moved about a lot. He's never really stayed in one place for a long time. He was at Newell's Old Boys for two years, Atlas um, in Mexico for two years, uh, Club America in Mexico for one year, Vela Sarsfield for a year, Espanol, he stayed 12 games. Uh, he was with the Argentinian national team for six years, the Chilean national team for four years, Athletic Bilbao for two years, Marseille for a year, Marseille for about 14 minutes, and then he was at Lille for seven months. But Leeds is the club he has stayed at the longest. Leeds is the team he has managed to the most games, despite spending longer with Argentina. Uh, he was there six years, 85 games, international football. 168 games at Leeds. So he clearly does have a really strong affinity for the club, for the fans, for the people. He's very, very happy with his life. It it would be a great shame if he decided to move on. I'd love to see him stay there another three, four years, do his thing, just keep building that team there. There's there's a lot of good work put in. And it would be a shame if he was to leave. It really would be. It'd be a shame for the league if he was to leave. Um, a potential Leeds 11. So they've gone Melier, Ailing. Struyek, Lorente, Firpo, that's what I would expect. Forshaw, Rafinha, 
Dallas, Glish, James and Gellhart. I don't think I don't think Gellhart will start. I think they'll start James up front. Or Rodrigo up front. Maybe Harrison comes in in midfield. Uh, who's out for Liverpool? It is only Diogo and Bobby. Uh, there's a suggested team here. Allison, Trent, Ibu, Virgil, Robbo, Fabinho, Harvey and Thiago. Salah, Diaz, Mane. That could well be the team. That could well be the team. Uh, Jürgen asked yesterday, was, was asked yesterday about Jota and Bobby. He said, for tomorrow, no chance. Then the final, we will see. I really don't know in the moment. It would be easier to say no now, but we will see. They're pushing. They're not on the pitch for training, so that's not a good sign. We have to see what we can do with the boys in the next few days, and then we make a decision later in the week. Look, as things stand, we still have three great starting options in Salah, Mane, and Diaz, and there's Divock, and there's Taki. Harvey could play in the front three in a pinch, so we're okay. We are okay. Uh, strong record versus Leeds. Liverpool have plenty of reason to feel confident going into the clash, not least their recent record against Leeds. Liverpool haven't tasted defeat against Leeds since 2001, uh, when Rio Ferdinand and Lee Boyer scored in a 2-1 win at Anfield. Imagine. Now, I know they were out of the league for 15 years, but Rio Ferdinand at Leeds, that just seems like several lifetimes ago. Several, several lifetimes ago. Uh, 11 meetings since. Liverpool have won eight and drawn three. Did you know? It remains to be seen if Matip will start against Leeds, but there's no denying that his availability this season has been a huge plus point. He's 28 starts to his name in all competitions this season. He made only 22 combined over the past two seasons. 25 appearances in total. He played only 19 league games in the last two seasons combined, which is really, really poor. Michael Oliver, not, not his fault, obviously, but, you know, from our point of view, it's, it's poor to have such a good player missing so much. Michael Oliver is the referee to take charge. Um, yeah, Michael Oliver. It is what it is. And this is Anfield will have their live blog with Dan Club keeping you entertained from about 7pm. So do check that one out on liverpool.com. Then lots and lots of stuff regarding uh, potential transfer targets. So, you know, we're getting into the season, part of the season where people start to discount the rest of the season, look towards the summer. Uh, Liverpool have found a perfect transfer bargain in the, per- sorry, a bargain transfer in the perfect blend of Thiago Alcantara and Fabinho. Agabu Kamara, he, he's nothing like Fabinho. No, no. No, no. This is, this is just bad stuff. This is just bad stuff altogether. Uh, he's not been playing the defensive midfielder. He's played some games as a deep line playmaker, but no. Um, Liverpool could finally unlock perennial Man United problem with audacious free transfer. Paul Pogba would start in the current Liverpool eleven. says Paul Scholes. No, he wouldn't. No, he wouldn't. If we're going to be honest about Liverpool versus United, a combined eleven is Alisson, Trent, Kanate or Matip, Virgil and Robbo. Varane is not the player he was 
three, four years ago. There's a reason Real Madrid were not going to renew his contract and we're happy to see him go. Uh, a midfield would be Bruno Fernandes, Fabinho, Thiago. He's the only one that gets in. And up front, it's three from Salah, Jota, Mane, Diaz. And Sancho would be the fifth forward. So, now Sancho has the talent to get in that team. But for now, no. Uh, but Pogba does not get in the Liverpool team. And Liverpool should not even be considering a move for Paul Pogba. And no doubt they won't be considering a move for Paul Pogba. Liverpool might have one last chance to hijack exciting £33 million Borussia Dortmund summer transfer. Uh, Kareem Adeyemi obviously has been mentioned for Liverpool in the past. Seems like he wants to go to Borussia Dortmund, but allegedly they're about €20 million Euros apart in their views on his, you know, his, his value. Um, so maybe there would be an option. I don't see it happening. Um, I don't think we'll buy that type of player this summer. Unless Jonathan David is one that they decide to go for, and I think he's probably more likely for Liverpool than Adiemi would be. Um, let's move on. Liverpool informed of 70 million, 35 million discount transfer price as Mohamed Salah is sent Real Madrid message. This is Media Digest. Uh, let's see. Chelsea have suffered potential double blow. Uh, Kovacic, yeah, he got injured. It looks like he may well miss the weekend. Uh, Zayic, he went off injured. Um, so that's, that's good news for us. Uh, Jordan Henderson issues reminder. Jordan Henderson's program notes have been released on the Liverpool website ahead of the clash with Leeds and have discussed the squad depth. Whether you're starting, substitute, training or injured, your main responsibility never changes and that's to do your best, Liverpool. Uh, Salah sent Real Madrid message, all nonsense. And the striker in question is Latour Martinez. 75 million is not a discounted price for Latour Martinez. Uh, Liverpool may have found perfect 18 million next Luis Diaz as ideal Mo Salah transfer. Um, I'm going to say just no without it's Tete from Shakhtar Donetsk. I'm just going to go ahead and say no. Um, he's a talented player. There's no question at all. He is a talented player, but the jump from what is now a very poor Ukrainian league to replacing Salah would be outrageous. If you want to bring him in as a backup to Salah, that makes more sense. But uh, no. Uh, Liverpool might have 5.4 million transfer solution to kick to fix key Jurgen Klopp Liverpool transfer problem this summer. Alexander Ba is a right back playing for Slavia Prague. And they are suggesting that he could be an option there. And yes, maybe he could because that is exactly what's needed. Uh, he is a Danish right back. Five goals, seven assists this season. Denmark have two really good right backs that I would prefer to him, but yeah, maybe. Maybe. Uh, on AnfieldIndex.com then, loads and loads of podcasts. Make sure you're checking them all out. There's the new Ken7 podcast out. There's the new Desi. The new Rival Recon for Leeds is up. The new Under Pressure is up. Molby on the spot is done and it might may well be up. Um, AI Scouted is up so check out all of these these are all up on Anfield Index free to you for, to listen to 
if you want them without ads, if you want the quicker release, if you want to be able to listen live to a lot of those, go the Anfield Index Pro route. Works out at £3.33 a month, and it's tremendous. And um, writing-wise, there is a piece entitled Ibrahima Kanate and the First Team Shirt, and that is by the machine, Stephen Smith. And that's me for today, folks. Enjoy the game tonight. Up the Reds. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.